Hey community, this is Dr. Hugh coming at you for episode number 46 of True Health Recovery. And today what I'm going to go over is a breaking research paper. This is a review paper, came out in 2020, so not that very old. So what is a review paper? A review paper goes over all the research articles that have been publishes that have been published and sums these up. Now this is on a leaky blood brain barrier. So if you have a leaky blood brain barrier, you are more prone to Alzheimer's disease, MS, Parkinson's, ALS, and if you've had any traumatic brain injury in the past, ever in the past, you're more prone to leaky blood brain barrier. So today's episode is all about leaky blood brain barrier, what that looks like, how it will affect you, chronic inflammation. And this is a recording of a webinar. So if you want to see the physical recording, look down below for the links. There'll be a link to my website that will go over the video, which is on YouTube. And then also, if you click that link, there's going to be a link on my website to the specific article that I'm referring to, because you definitely want want to refer to this article. It has over 130 research articles. So this is not my opinion. This is research fact. At the end of the day, if you have brain fog, brain fatigue, mild cognitive impairment, if your parents are, if you see your parents have poor brain memory or your parents have Alzheimer's disease, you need to do something now. You need to check these biomarkers. So in this webinar, I go over what are the biomarkers. So what is a biomarker? Our biomarkers, can we do a lab and can we predict the possibility of future problems? And yes, indeed, we can actually predict the future of future problems based on what your actually blood work says. Now, I like to use this analogy. When is the best time to plant a tree? 20 years ago. When is the second best time to plant a tree? Right now. So what does this mean? This means like if you have brain fog, brain fatigue, the best time to get these labs was 20 years ago. So that's gone. So when's the best time? Is right now. So you're out there suffering and you have some consideration. You have concern about how your brain is functioning because at the end of the day, no one survives Alzheimer's, right? You don't. No one knows of, of someone that says, hey, I survived Alzheimer's disease. That doesn't happen. Now, people can survive cancer and a whole bunch of diseases, but no one survives Alzheimer's. So this is a degenerative condition. The research shows like 95% of people that have Alzheimer's disease have positive biomarkers, and there's a huge lifestyle impingement or lifestyle component that if you have a bad lifestyle, you're going to be more prone to get these neurodegenerative conditions. And neurodegenerative conditions, if you've seen anyone that has gone through any kind of brain problems at all, it's a very devastating disease. So at the end of the day, if you like to subscribe to my stations, give me a thumbs up, share this. We need to get this content out there because there are too many people suffering. And remember, is where there's help, there's hope. I hope you enjoy episode number 46. And here it is. Hey community, this is Dr. Hugh coming at you, and today what I want to go over is this new paper that came out roughly about two years ago, and it's a really, really significant paper, and what it's about is your central nervous system disease associated with the blood-brain barrier. So what we're going to be talking about is your blood-brain barrier, one cell thick. So a lot of people talk about, oh, I think I have leaky gut. So you can have leaky gut, you can have also have a leaky blood brain barrier. So before we go into this, and I get into this paper, so this is this is a really critical paper. And the reason why this is, is this is a review paper. So what does that mean? That means that they've looked at all the research, all the different papers, and combined all those papers into this review paper. So if you go scroll all the way down here, and you'll see this link somewhere, wherever you're watching this content, you'll see this, you'll see that within this paper, they reference 129 different papers. So this is huge, huge, huge 
research. So what we're going to be talking about is really neurological degenerative conditions, and I'll be going over the research. Before I do that, let's get into exactly what it is that we're talking about when we talk about the really the blood-brain barrier. So when we talk about the blood-brain barrier right here, what you're looking at is, of course, this is your brain, right? And then what we're looking at, if you can see this cross-section, a little of the capillary. So we're blowing up the capillary, and this is what you're seeing right in here. So this right here is your blood. You can see the little uh, blood cells in there. And then this right here, this is actually your brain. This is your nervous system. So we have one cell so your blood-brain barrier is literally one cell thick. So if you imagine this is from the outside to the inside of your brain is one cell thick. This is what we call the blood-brain barrier. So if you have a breached blood-brain barrier, lots and lots of bad things can happen. A lot of bad neurological conditions can happen. And we'll be going over this in the paper so you can understand what's happening. So let me blow this up so you can see this. So what you're looking at here is this is the capillary in your brain, right? This is one red blood cell. And then this right here is one cell thick. And this right here, this is the astrocytes. That's just a fancy word for just saying that's my brain. This is your brain. <clears throat> so you can see what happens here is this is kind of a blow up. You see how this is blown up right here. You see how they take this picture. Let me see if I can blow this up because I love pictures. And I want to make sure that you guys can see these if you're watching my videos right here. So if you're watching these things on YouTube, give me a thumbs up. Uh, give me a comment. Share this because I'll be honest with you. I need your help, man, because YouTube does not like natural alternative things. They suppress this content. So I need your help. If you found value in this, subscribe to this station. Uh, give me a comment or share it somewhere on social media, on Facebook, wherever it is, because this can be like life altering. So what we're looking at here is let me just erase a couple things here. So erase right here. Okay. So what I'm going to draw, you see this right here. If you let me just blow this up. So you can really see this here because this is critical. So what we're looking at is that capillary and we're looking at that little tight junction and then we're blowing it up. So you can see right here it says tight junctions right in here. So what we're really, really looking at is what happens when these tight junctions break open and then your brain leaks. That's really what we're going to be talking about here. Um, Okay, so what you're looking at this picture right here, so this would be like the capillary. So this is what you're looking at right in here. So you're looking at this thing here, and then you're looking at this as it's a cross section, right? So you see this is normal. Then what happens is you have acute inflammation. Now, in acute inflammation, you see how these little uh, junctions right there break open, and they allow things to come into the brain and allow things to come out of the brain. This is normal process when we talk about acute inflammation. So that's normal. That's the way God designed it. So, But normally, if you're not having acute situation, we don't want a leaky blood-brain barrier. This is bad. Now, in acute situation, we want that. That's good. Now, look at this. When we have chronic inflammation here, you can see that the blood-brain barrier, this red spot right here, is the leaky gut. This is when the bricks right here start to separate and things can get in and things can get out of the cell. This is bad. This is chronic inflammation. So if you're out there, you have brain fog, brain fatigue. If you have mild cognitive impairment, if your mom and dad have Alzheimer's disease, or if you think you're getting Alzheimer's disease or Parkinson's disease or MS, all this has been researched to a leaky gut. All these things are possible. So it doesn't start off as Alzheimer's disease. It starts off as, where's my keys? Where did I park? That's how it starts off with a leaky gut. So I'm sorry, with a leaky brain. So if you have a leaky gut, there's a high probability that you have a leaky brain as well. So 
you should be going to the bathroom two to three times a day. No gas, no bloating, no brain fog, no brain fatigue. None of that. If you have any of those indicators, that's going to indicate that you possibly have a leaky blood-brain barrier. If you have constipation and your gut's not well, your brain is leaky because they're intimately connected. So this is normal. Normal no leaking, no leakage into your brain, and this is chronic inflammation. And if you're out there listening to this video, you're probably inflamed to some degree or another and have some kind of leaky brain problem happening. Now, in here, this is a couple of tests. There's a lot of different tests that we can do, and they call these tests biomarkers. So biomarkers means how is your body functioning? And there's different tests that we can do to check your biomarkers. Now, in here, we're going to be checking someone's brain biomarker. So this is actually seeing if they have an autoimmune disease against the blood-brain barrier. Specifically, let me just go back to this picture, these little... Uh, Lego spots where they come together. That's what this test is checking. It's checking, you see here, blood-brain barrier permeability. And anything that is in yellow and pink tells you that that's leaking and that's a problem. So you can see uh, outer range, outer range, outer range. These are clients that I have. When, people, when clients come to me, like you take, you do these tests and it's like, wow, this is significant. This indicates that this not only has a blood-brain barrier permeability, but you have an autoimmune disease against your brain, which is serious, right? So when it comes to Alzheimer's disease, no one has survived Alzheimer's. You don't know of anyone, yeah, my grandma survived Alzheimer's, like cancer or heart disease, right? One of these things. Alzheimer's disease is inevitably your brain is going to start to degenerate. So when's the best time to plant the tree? The The best time to plant the tree was 20 years ago. When's the second best time to plant the tree? right now. When's the second best time to get these lamps? Right now. So if you're out there watching this video, you need to contact me. I help people all over the world with these problems, with a variety of chronic problems. So this is an autoimmune test to check to see if you have a leaky blood-brain barrier. Then there's other testing, very specific. So you can have an autoimmune disease against your blood-brain barrier. Then you can have an autoimmune disease against very specific neurological tissues. So this test here checks one, two, three, four, five different autoimmune diseases against different tissues. So for example, it checks autoimmune disease against myelin basic protein, which is basically the myelin sheath. It checks autoimmune disease against your brain, your cerebellum, which is back in here. Now you can see these people, positive, 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 right? So this gives us an indication, biomarkers of how well you are healing and functioning. So I hope that makes sense to you. Okay, so let me get you into this paper because this is a really critical paper. You can see here when this was submitted, it's basically two years ago, April of 2020. And let me go into some of these things so you can understand what's happening. I'm going to kind of read the highlights here. This is a great part article. If you're listening to this on a pad, on a podcast down below, you'll see the uh, links to my website where this is going to be held at, and you'll see the links to this article. So you want to read this article if you want more information. So it says in this review. In this review, the importance of the BBB, which stands for blood-brain barrier, and its disruption causing brain pathology and progression to different neurological diseases like Alzheimer's disease, Parkinson's disease, ALS. If you know anything about ALS, that's the death sentence. Hunting disease and also MS will be discussed in this paper. So this paper has found clinical connection that if you have a leaky blood-brain barrier, you are going to be more prone to lots of different neurological conditions. So this is why it's very critical to know these biomarkers and what's happening with your brain, right? So in here, 
what happens is this heavy restriction allows endothelial So talking about blood flow. This heavy restriction allows endothelial cells, the one cell, right, the one cell thick of the blood-brain barrier to tightly regulate CNS, which is your brain homeostasis, require, require for proper neurological function as well as protection. The central nervous system from toxins, pathogens, inflammations, and injury and disease. So what is this saying? It's saying that your blood-brain barrier protects you from pathogens. It protects you from inflammation. It protects you from injury and diseases. So if you have a breach in your blood-brain barrier, you have all these possibilities of having these diseases, which you wouldn't normally otherwise have. So in here... In disease states, the blood-brain barrier breakdown and dysfunction leads to leaky, to a leakage of harmful blood components into your central nervous system, your brain. And this alters filtration and clearance of components. So you have a leaky blood barrier brain. Things get into your brain and can't get out of your brain. And then you have a neurological soup of mess. Now here, disease is associated with BBB, which is blood-brain barrier dysfunction. Alzheimer's disease, bam, they've done research. If you have Alzheimer's disease, you have a blood-brain barrier breach. So here it goes on to say that the Alzheimer's disease, and then it goes on to say, like, what are some biomarkers, right? Biomarkers that we can just check through the lab to see what's going on. What are some biomarkers that will indicate that you could be prone to having a blood-brain barrier? So one, you can do the blood-brain barrier test. And then secondly, you want to check these other things. Having high levels of homocysteine. So here, if you do, you'll, you'll see somewhere around here, there's going to be a link to this. If you're hearing this, this is what I call my top 12 must-know inflammatory markers. And I go over what these markers should look like and what is the sweet spot what norm, where normal, healthy human beings live. So let's go over this thing right here is the homocysteine level. So here we have the homocysteine level right here. So homocysteine. All right, so this is an inflammation marker of the brain. The lab range here you can see is 0 to 15. That's normal. Now, when we talk about normal, there's the, the lab range. Then there's where do normal, healthy human beings live? And the sweet spot for homocysteine is 4 to 6. So one of my clients here had a homocysteine of 44, right? This is ridiculously high. This is an inflammatory marker. So what you want to do is you want to have a guided program. You want to have these biomarkers and say, okay, this is what's happening. Now let's do A, B, C, D, and E functionally on a functional medicine basis to turn this around so we can help seal and stop the blood-brain barrier. So homocysteine. So you can you can download this and you can look at your labs. Some of these are standard labs that maybe you might have in the conventional system. Or maybe not. But we can always get these labs. Okay, so the first thing is high homocysteine. The second thing that he talks about is, in this article, is insulin. So having high insulin is another problem. So here we talk about fasting insulin. You want to have a fasting insulin. You want to do this when you're fasting. So uh, you can read more about what insulin is up in here. So the range, the lab range here is basically 3 to 25. You see that? 3 to 25. Let me just pull this up a little bit. 3 to 25. I'm going to do one more. Yep, I can do one more. 3 to 25. The sweet spot is really around 5. I like to see fasting insulin around 5. Check this clients out is at 38. So if you do these biomarkers and you have high homocysteine and high insulin, boom, we already know that you're prone to blood-brain barrier leakage and you're prone to having Alzheimer's disease based on the research, not my opinion, based on the research. 
Okay, then on Parkinson's disease, it may be accepted that blood-brain barrier and leakage of serum components, so serum is what's in your blood. So you can have high homocysteine in your blood. You can have high insulin in your blood. So these serum components leak into the brain and can lead to neurodegeneration in Parkinson's disease. So we have Alzheimer's disease and we have Parkinson's disease that have been linked to a leaky blood-brain barrier. All right. Here's another one in ALS. If you know anything about ALS, if someone's been diagnosed with ALS, they're literally dead in five years. This is a very, you don't survive ALS, right? So now this is telling us that a blood-brain barrier breakdown with decreased levels of IgG and the tight junction. So it's telling us the tight junctions are starting to degenerate and decay. And guess what? This is what measures us right in here. These are the tight junctions. We can know that. So you want to put together a bunch of these different labs and see where you're at. How bad is your condition? So here we're talking about multiple sclerosis. Disruption of the blood-brain barrier is associated with central nervous system inflammation in MS. Okay, Three big ones that we've went over. So this is really significant. We're still on MS. So it says disruption of the blood-brain barrier endothelium, so that's just that one cell thickness, in MS may be due to metabolic dysregulation leading to increased permeability. Bam, what is that? Metabolic dysregulation. Well, what is metabolic dys dysregulation? How do you know it is? This right here, if you download this, my 12 top must-know inflammatory markers, this goes over all the inflammatory processes and how to measure them. This is some, it's not all of them, but it's a big chunk of them. Okay, so I'm just going to go, go over a couple of these. So CRP, this is an inflammatory marker. We want this range to be zero to one. You can see the lab range here. Um, I didn't put the lab range on here, but they want this to be less than three. Here's a client at 6.8. This would be a metabolic syndrome. This is a problem. Same thing with poor sugar, A1C. High A1C is a metabolic problem. Fasting insulin is a metabolic problem. So there's a lot of blood work here that you can actually determine how's your metabolic health? Where are you? How's your homocysteine? These markers give us a great indication on how your brain is actually going to be. And there's lots and lots of things that you can do to actually fix your blood-brain barrier. Some people can have H. pylori. H. pylori can cause leaky blood-brain barrier as well. ESR. This is another inflammatory marker. You can see the range here is less than 15. This client's at 18. Another biomarker for inflammation. Remember, if you're inflamed, you're going to have a leaky blood-brain barrier. Here we have traumatic brain injury. I always ask clients, have you had a concussion? Have you ever had your bell rung? Even when you were in high school, did you play high school sports and have your bell rung? Because what is it? what is the research showing? The research is showing even slight traumatic brain injuries, right? Traumatic brain injury, like something in high school where you got knocked unconscious or got dazed can cause your blood brain distribution and it's associated with poor outcomes. So the someone that's had more concussions, the research shows that they're more likely to get neurodegenerative conditions such as Parkinson's, Alzheimer's disease, Hunting's disease, all these different neurological problems based from the brain. All right, so this is really critical, this line right in here where we're talking about traumatic brain injuries. So this is the paper that this it, it's citing. It's saying, however, hey, you know, the paper reported post-traumatic brain injury and blood-brain brain barrier disruption can persist over years. This is critical. 
Like it's an accumulation of damage that happens in your brain. It's not immediately, it's over a period of time. So this is when you're in your 30s and your 40s and your 50s. You need to get these biomarkers to see how your brain is actually functioning. So here we talk about another study reported that increased fibrinogen, which is again a biomarker that we can run. I run in all my clients in human brain six to 72 hours following severe traumatic brain injury. So when you have an injury, these biomarkers go up and when they go up, guess what this causes? This causes what they call oxidative stress, which is just more damage on your brain. When you have more damage on your brain, this causes your blood-brain barrier to break down even quicker. So oxidative stress, are you smoking? Are you drinking? Are you not exercising? Do you have a poor diet? All this stuff leads to a blood-brain barrier. But at the end of the day, you know the good news is? No matter what condition you are, God put the most amazing healing power in your body and you can recover as long as you have a guided program where it's like, let's do step one, let's do step two, let's do step three. Okay, so if you're learning some content, give me a comment down below what you're learning so far. Blood-brain barrier has been, um, even in epilepsy, there's been blood-brain barriers in people that have epilepsy. Okay, so now the author is getting to some conclusions down here. And remember, there's 129 references in this article. The current thinking, the current thinking should be at what inflammation level? What inflammation level? We can find inflammation. At what inflammation level in the brain or blood can cause blood-brain barrier? So it's inflammation. All diseases grow in an inflamed body. Cause blood-brain barrier. To become dysfunctional, leaky, or even damaged completely. And how to protect or repair a broken blood-brain barrier. There's lots of things that can be done to repair your blood-broken barrier, your BBB, right? Lots of things. Okay, then down in here. This restrictive barrier, okay, again, they're talking about the blood-brain barrier. How many cell thick? One cell thick is an extremely important because it acts as a gatekeeper to protect the central nervous system, your brain, from toxins, mold, bugs, H. pylori, uh, Lyme. Lots of pe- people have bugs. Inflammation, which can lead, which can lead to pathology and disease, as well as development of central nervous system acting therapies, which can safely pass through. So it's just talking about they need to come up with some conventional therapies that can help the blood-brain barrier. And there's lots of things that can do that. What's your vitamin D level? What's your inflammation level? What's your fasting insulin levels? What's your uh, testosterone level? What's your estrogen level? Are you gluten-free? Do you have some kind of infections? Do you have any... um, uh, bowel problems, you have constipation, you have diarrhea, like all these things need to be looked at. What's your magnesium status? What's your, uh, what's your fatty acid status? What kind of diet are you eating? All these things need to be looked at and you can come up with a guided plan to get you better. So remember, if you're out there suffering, if you're out there suffering, God put the most amazing healing power in your body and where there's help, there's hope. That's what I'm trying to do is where there's help, there's hope for you to get better. You don't need to suffer. You just need someone that cares about you, understands your problem, and wants you to get better. Take care. This is Dr. Hugh.